Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast. So excited to have you back with me today, and I hope you're doing awesome. Wherever you find uh, yourself listening to this, whether it's at home, in the car, at work, wherever you may be, maybe you're supposed to be doing something important and you're stalling, and I appreciate being something that can pull your attention from the things you're supposed to be doing. Uh, But regardless of where this finds you, I just want you to know I'm honored to have you hang out with me for just a few minutes. And as always, I consider you my dirty family, y'all. And so it's been really cool over the past couple days. I've had many of you guys reach out to me and just connect, uh, whether it's about scheduling um, just a conversation, whether it's uh, sharing your thoughts and experience and how uh, the devotionals I have been doing have uh, spoken to you and impacted you. I love that. Please, please, please continue to send those to me. I love hearing about it. love hearing how God is talking to you, how these devotionals are helping you. And so again, please don't hesitate to reach out. I love, love connecting with all of you. And today we're going to continue this conversation we've been having in this uh, thing of talking through stupid things we believe or say about relationships. And there's a verse in the Bible that has radically changed um, how I view my marriage and my life And it has become such a big part of my life that I'm actually going to break this devotional into two different pieces. And so, but today I want to kick it off. I want to talk about uh, something that is embarrassing that maybe you've never experienced. Maybe you have experienced that. Um, Once you experience it, you're like, I better never experience this again. And that is running out of gas. And so if I know there are two different kinds of people in the world, there's the people that when the car gets halfway empty, they refill it. And maybe that's you. And y'all are crazy and paranoid. Uh, for me, I love to see how low I can get the gas hand on E before I run out of gas. And I literally, at 30 miles per hour, um, I have this display that shows how many miles I have left. And when, once it gets under 30, it disappears. And I literally set my odometer to, make, to see if I can make it 30 miles before I have to go to a gas station. Um, I don't recommend that, but... As you can imagine, if you live like that, there are times where you run out of gas. Um, I've ran out of gas two times in my life. Once was in a cookout drive-thru in North Carolina, and another time was uh, leaving a church event on my way home in the middle of the night. Uh, Each time this happens, here's my thought. I should have just gotten some gas. I feel so stupid that something so small and so easy to do Um, literally put me in this miserable, embarrassing situation. There's nothing quite more embarrassing than breaking down in a drive-through line, um, running out of gas and having to push your car while people literally are watching you and laughing. It's embarrassing. And so every time I've run out of gas, uh, it's been a pretty embarrassing situation. And I leave thinking, man, uh, stopping and getting gas takes just a minute to do. And it would have saved me from this miserable experience and this miserable situation. And there's a verse in Scripture that talks a little bit about that. Um, It's in the book called Song of Solomon. And y'all, if you've never read Song of Solomon, it's pretty scandalous. 
Uh, it's definitely a more scandalous part of the Bible. And so if you think the Bible is boring, then you should read that because it gets pretty crazy. Um, but in Song of Solomon or Song of Songs, depending on your Bible, uh, chapter 2, verse 15, it says this. It says, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards because our, vine- our vineyards are in bloom. I'm going to read it again for you. Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes, that ruin the vineyards, for our vineyards are in bloom. And I love this. I love that in this book, there's this, it's, a, it's actually a conversation between um, a couple. And it's this declaration of there's these little foxes that can ruin something so precious and so sweet. Uh, it can ruin the vineyards. And what I've learned in life is it's the little things that go unnoticed that can make the biggest impact for the best and for the worst in our lives and our relationships. And so today, what I wanted to do is for part one, I wanted to talk about um, for all my couples, my married couples, uh, my families, three little things that if you neglect will turn into a big deal in your marriage in a negative way. But on the flip side of that, these three things, if you apply them to your marriage, they will be a game changer for you. And so I'm going to talk to my couples today. And so if you're single, uh, you can take notes, you can write this down, because I believe that there could be a day you could use it. Um, and honestly, it'll be helpful to give advice to your friends that are married or um, that are in relationships. The first thing is this, is you need to have a date night. You need to have a date night. Each week, there needs to be a time for where you and your significant other, you and your partner can take time for just the two of you, where you can enjoy one of each, each other's company. You can do something that fills your cup. Uh, you need to go on a date night. Here's the thing is if you're like, I'm poor, Zach, I can't go on a date. Listen, you can do free dates. It does not take a lot to go. It takes five bucks to go to a Mexican restaurant order uh, some rice with some cheese dip on it, and then eat chips and salsa, it's going to be about six bucks, nine bucks with a tip, because you need to tip, y'all. It doesn't take a lot now to sit down or make some popcorn in the microwave and just sit outside and talk with them when the weather's nice. Um, There are things you can do where you can intentionally take time to just spend with each other to enjoy one another's company. Now, people say, I can't afford it. I want to tell you, you can't afford not to do it. Because if you do, if you ignore this, what happens is you become two roommates in a house rather than a married couple or a partnership um, that is growing together and that enjoys one another. And so the first one is that go on a date night. You need to do it. The second one is this this is you need to have a family meeting. There needs to be a space each week in your marriage, in your relationship, where you can talk through um, where where you're at, where you're going, to talk through the nitty gritty of your financials, to talk through um, how uh, each other's doing, what's difficult, what's well. This is something Caitlin and I put into practice um, about a year after we got married. And every single uh, Saturday or Sunday, we go get bagels and we sit down and for about a 30 minutes to an hour, we have family meeting and we work through um, the same questions every week. And so I'm going to post these on social media, but here's what they are. The first question is, what brought you joy this week? Second question is, what was difficult for you this week? The third question, is there any um, noise in your head or anything that we need to address, any unconfessed sin that we need to talk about? 
The next one is, what's one thing I can do for you this week? The next one is, what's a dream, craving, or desire that's on your heart right now? And the last one is, how can I be praying for you? And during this meeting, we go through those questions. And what we do is we talk, we look at our finances, we talk through our budget, uh, we talk through our calendar of what's coming up. And basically what it does is it gets us on the same page for the upcoming week. Here's the thing. People think, well, that's taking your relationship too serious. If you can have meetings at your workplace to talk through your business that you may not care about too much, you very dang well sure have a meeting to take care of your marriage and your family so that you know where you're going so you can have a direction for each other. It's important. You need to come together and talk through where you're at, where you've been, and where you're going. It's important. And so having that family meeting, when you don't have it, you end up becoming separated. There becomes issues that you're not talking through. You're on different pages, and that's division, not unity. And so you want to make sure that you have a shared vision of where you're going together. And the last one is this, is you have no community. You need people in your life that know you, that know how your relationship's going, that knows um, you as individuals and knows you as a couple. Um, it's easy today to say, well, we go to church. Listen, it is so true that you can go to church and be surrounded, but not connected. It's like you got like Wi-Fi, y'all. You got 4,000 Wi-Fis that pop up and you can't connect to any of them. That's how many of you live your life is you're surrounded by couples and you're all surface level, but you don't have people in your life that are in the nitty gritty of what's going on in your world. You need that. Um, husbands, wives, you, each of you need someone to be able to talk to that is going to not just make you feel better, but that cares about making you better as a couple and makes you better as individuals. When we ignore these little things, that is when the vineyard gets destroyed. It is the little things that we can put into play that make the biggest difference in our relationships. So I'm going to say these again. First thing, have a date night. You need to go on a date with your spouse, with your partner. Second thing, have a family meeting. You need to take time each week and talk through where you're at and where you're going as a family. And the last thing is this, you need community. Don't isolate yourself. Man, the enemy does his best work when you're alone. So find people, don't just be surrounded by people, find people that you can connect with. And I believe when we do this, the little foxes won't destroy the vineyard that we can be happier and we can be healthier together. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for today. Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to chat through these things. And Lord, I pray that whatever little fox may be um, in, in making its way into these relationships, Lord, I pray that you help us identify them, help us see them, and help us destroy them. Lord, it's the little things over time. It's not just about the things we do. It's about sometimes it's the things we don't do. And so help us avoid the wrong things, but help us do the right things. And Lord, we thank you for awareness. We thank you for your help and guidance. And Lord, we ask that you bless our relationships. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly... 
I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.